0: Well, budget day is always a political day and especially so this year with an election just months away. So let's hear from Andrew, Chantel and Bruce, all of whom are in Ottawa tonight. Let's start, you know, and focus on the on the politics of this. Is it, it, Will it be easier to to sell this budget or attack it? Andrew?
1: I think on balance, easier to sell it. I mean, they're in a good position. If Even if the surplus looks small or non-existent now, that's only because they've just gotten finished of passing out uh, billions of dollars in money to families with children, to people in retirement, uh, to manufacturers in Ontario. They've got, still got money to spread around to a bunch of uh, interests that they would like to either cover off as liabilities or indeed approach as possible gains for them politically. Uh, I think it's easier to attack this budget in some ways from the right for all the sort of same reasons, like distributing all these goodies uh... but at the end of the day
0: they have a balanced budget so even flinty-eyed fiscal conservatives like me can't get too upset about it all right let me correct one quick thing chantelle was in ottawa all day she's now back in Habstown, back in montreal up three nothing <laughs> um, Chantel, <laughs> rub chantelle w- yeah easier to attack or sell
2: uh... i suspect that if this was not an election year the opposition would not spend a lot of time in the house of commons attacking this budget But at the end of the day, since it is an election year, their biggest problem is not to find things to attack, as much as to come up with an attractive alternative to this plan. Because in the end, people who vote next uh, fall are going to be judging those three economic plans and those three budgets. There's a lot in there for a lot of people to like. I would argue that if you voted Conservative four years ago, that's... Essentially, the budget you voted for a lot mm-hmm. of these things were promised uh, for when the books were balanced.
3: Bruce: Oh, this is a politically astute budget, Peter, I think in the last couple of years, there have been a couple of episodes of the where the conservatives looked like, as though they were kind of flailing around a little bit punch drunk, grabbing at ideas that didn 't seem to make a lot of sense uh, or have a lot of priority. This, on the other hand, was a document that seemed uh, sober, kind of uh, more steady as she goes, more consistent with, I think, the messages the conservatives have been trying to get out, which is that you can trust us not to do wild and crazy things. Uh, I also think that there was less of a partisan tone to this than there has been in some cases in the past. And all of that says to me that uh, the conservatives have uh, figured out that this is playoff hockey, that they've brought their A game and the opposition parties are going to have to uh, bring theirs too. Well, part of playing the
0: game at this point is, is, is to be able to sell it and and the questions will be raised once again whether whether joe oliver is the man to sell it or whether he'll even be given that opportunity to sell it Shanta?
2: well the part of the answer is already uh, in our emails in, in the shape of the daily uh, announcements that will be coming tomorrow and already you see other ministers fanning out to talk about the Economic Action Plan 2015. So, yes, Joe Oliver will be doing some of the selling, but I think uh, with a good PR budget from the Government of Canada to tell people about all these things that they should take advantage of, uh, that's not going to be the main concern of the government, Mr. Oliver's uh, communications challenge style.
0: All right, Bruce, you've perhaps been the most critical of of, of Oliver's communications uh, abilities.
3: Well, I think the best that can be said about how he communicated today is that he didn't use partisan excesses that would kind of goad his opponents into tearing strips off him. Um, In the interview that we just saw a little while ago, Peter, he looked like a man who was kind of serious and focused on getting the job done and wasn't trying to swing for the fences all the time rhetorically uh... he's not a great communicator but everybody in that conservative caucus will probably feel today that they have the kinds of things that they need to have to be able to talk to voters persuasively they can say if you believe in lower taxes if it's something that matters to you we're your party. They can also say, importantly, I think, to major cities where gridlock and and transit and infrastructure are big issues. I'm thinking Vancouver and Toronto in particular. Uh, there's something significant in this budget, even if the early funding is small. The larger funding will grow, and I think those are resonant messages for conservative candidates in in big centers.
0: So where does all this leave the opposition parties then? Because you know clearly this was, uh, you know, the opening volley of the election campaign. If I don't know how many times we've already said that this year, but in many ways, this is it. It kind of does set the table, at least on the economic front. So, Andrew, where does it leave, you know, Tom Mulcair and Justin Trudeau uh, in, in terms of their strategy over these next couple of months?
1: Well, to pick up a point that Chantal was making, I think it does challenge them not just to respond and react to this budget but to put out their own vision. There's not a lot for them to simply, you know, the, the, if they are going to put out a, a, a larger spending vision, for example, they're going to have to find a way to finance it. That means they're going to have to either or uh, say they're going to you know, uh, uh, revoke some of the Tory tax cuts and or go into deficit or raise taxes themselves. That's a difficult position to be in, but if they are serious about it, they're going to put forward an alternate vision to the government and not just simply say we wouldn't do X or Y, but here's what we would do differently.
0: Uh, Chantel?
2: Well, it certainly won't work for them to think within the box that the Conservatives have built, so they will need to break some of the sides of that box. I think that's doable. But if they are surprised by this budget and don't know where to go from there, uh, they probably were in some other land for the past year and a half because this is exactly what everyone expected it to be, including the traps for the opposition that are built in it. So one would expect uh, them to have tried to think their way out of this box.
0: Well, is there a soft underbelly there at all for them to go after, or do they uh, they got to shift focus? Bruce?
3: It's not soft enough, Peter. I think that when the... Uh when opposition politicians try to maintain the argument that this is a that these tax cuts are bad because they benefit the rich, there's there's some logic to that, I'm sure, but I'm not sure there's great politics in it. I also think that when the opposition parties really try to make the case that the economy is hurting terribly and the government's not doing anything to help it, I don't think that voters decide the health of the economy today on the basis of what opposition politicians say about it. I do think they are interested in what comes next, and so the government has established essentially the. Benchmark against which opposition promises can now be uh, put into the marketplace and tested with voters.
0: Chantel, you seem to think that there may be an area there for them to go.
2: I think it is possible for it to find some wiggle room by arguing that some of those tax breaks are meant for the rich. I think the doubling of the TSFE, for instance. It's easy to make the case that uh, how many Canadians really have 10000 spare dollars at the end of the year to set aside. So uh, an income splitting, I don't think, has taken off in a big way. It's not a lot of wiggle room, but it is possible for an opposition party to offer a different vision uh, and, and a timetable that doesn't mean that the day after the election it's all going to happen.
0: All right, Andrew, you got the quick last word.
2: Uh,
1: again, this, this is democratic choice. Uh, it's sometimes put as if the government's putting them in a box, but it's simply saying if you want to finance your own programs, then do so with your own proposals for, again, either going to deficit or raising taxes or revoking our tax credits, but don't think you're going to be able to fund, fund your spending programs on our surplus.
0: That's basically what the government has said to them. All right. Interesting times, and they keep getting more interesting. Thank you all. Andrew, Chantel, and Bruce, probably see you Thursday night in the regular time slot as well.